Hello and welcome to Cinema Double Takes, podcast where two movies are paired together in unexpected ways to make some head-turning double features. I'm Ryan. I'm Hunter. And we got an international vampire episode for you. And international cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot, lot of, of cats, cats in both movies. Cats are prominent with these vampires. Some cute-looking cats and some uh, not-so-cute-looking cats. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Um, we are talking about A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night and Let the Right One In. Girl Walks Home Alone at Night is the one that has the the cuter the cat. cuter cat for sure. Yeah, um, and with that too, I I'm ready to jump into this because I'm I'm excited to talk about these movies. You, you recommended them. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm pretty stuck. Yeah, I was pretty excited when you when you brought them up because they were ones that were sort of on my list of I need to watch these this year anyway, like as a rewatch. So I'm hyped, ready to talk about it. Kick it off with a Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, uh, directed by Anna Lily Amrapour. Uh, this follows the residents of a town called Bad City, this Iranian town called Bad City, and it's really just a place where crime just kind of runs rampant. There, there's no real law, no real authority. Cops definitely don't exist, and uh, there's a vampire girl that has moved in and is uh, taking out some of the lesser liked residents of Bad City while she's there. And then we also follow Arash, who's sort of our other protagonist, who after like the death of a uh, of a local pimp, steals his drugs and starts peddling them himself to to make a buck. And you watch these two like eventually meet each other and kind of slowly spark a relationship. It's this is a movie that is not really heavily focused on plot as much as it is mood. Very moody, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, they, they described it as, like, a Iranian vampire spaghetti western. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that that definitely checks out. Because, like, there's not a lot of dialogue in certain scenes, and it's kind of, like, you have to rely heavily on what the characters are like. Yeah, visuals, like, just facial expressions. Um, yeah, that, that there's definitely that western flair that comes through, even in the score of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Uh, uh, I, I like too that like R. Ashley like looks like a James Dean rebel without a cause kind of old school movie hero. Um, it, it, the way I describe this movie, it, it's if you mixed Eraserhead with Twin Peaks and dropped a vampire in it, like like that's sort of the feel of this movie to me. Where it's 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 a like it like it has its kind of central characters, but it's also about bad city. Yeah, like, like just being in this city seeing the resonance of it um it's not a long movie but it just kind of sucks you into its world i love the hell out of this movie i'm a huge huge fan of this film uh i i think it's just like one of the coolest movies i've ever seen is kind of how i feel about it just the uh the overall aesthetics of it i i think just they gel with me (laughs) really oh yeah See, yeah. like, I, I really like this movie, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say that this is my favorite out of the two, by any means. Yeah, that's and, fair. And I think the, the main reason for that is, like, the plot device. Like, it's like, mm. I like a movie that has a little bit more story to it. Yeah. And this movie is pretty much emotion, emotion, emotion. Yep. And the characters do a really good job. And yeah. it's it's really fun and, like, enjoying, like, enjoyment to watch them do it. But... Sometimes I did feel a little bit of a drag in these scenes where there not yeah. a lot is happening. 
Yeah, yeah. It it's a slow paced movie. A slow burn. It, it, yeah. it is a slow paced movie. Um, to me, I don't know. Like the movie just hits me in the right wavelength, where like I just coast with it the whole time, and uh, I, I'm always into it. I've seen it a few times, and just each watch, I'm like completely absorbed in what I'm looking at, and uh, this like industrial decrepit world that's been created with Bad City. I love the simplicity of it's just called Bad City. Yeah. Like, you could just call it shithole. I think like that's basically what this town is. I love that there's a pit where just dead, dead bodies. bodies are thrown that, in. That was like one of the parts that I loved the most like at the beginning is just like as the title sequence is hitting yeah. the music starts to slow down mm-hmm. and you just see this pit of like this ditch of dead bodies and you're like yeah. yo what the fuck's going on right now? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's like it's a perfect place for a vampire to yeah. hang out because, like, it's lawless. Like, that's the Western element, too. Yeah. Like, there's. Like, she's the sheriff around these parts. Like, yeah, like I, that's her character. I mean, like, there's also, like, the political, like, take of it all. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously they're taking a stance on, like, Iran. Yeah. And, and it was filmed in California, but yes. that was so that they could make certain political statements, such mm-hmm. as, like, the rockabilly. The, the gay man in the movie they yep. they really wanted to make a statement of that but if they filmed this in iran yeah they couldn't have done so yeah well and that was something too that i was gonna bring up to you if you uh didn't catch on or didn't like read that about it because like i think it's such an interesting thing to say that it was filmed in california because, yeah like by that extent it's technically not a foreign film <laughs> <laughs> like 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 it, it's not it's it's it was filmed in the u.s yeah. um like you know foreign language foreign language us. Like, sure, yeah. Like, yeah it's not in english but yeah it was filmed in california um but i think that that also kind of speaks to this sort of intertwining meld of cultures too that this movie kind yeah. of brings on the the yeah kind of industrial wasteland as you said there's a commentary around sort of state of iran but then also like yeah just seeing kind of the, these oil manufacturers and this these power plants and everything around the area which is definitely where I get the eraser head vibe alongside yeah. it just being like a high contrast black and white. Um, and it was all digital too. Like I, yeah. I, it's actually really good for digital. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love the look of the movie and uh, I think just, yeah, the way they, I, th- I think it has a lot to do with, yeah, probably just only the post-production, like the way that they just like every white on screen, like can be, almost blinding at times yeah Um, there's also something to be said about like the certain angles of the shots yeah like uh there's that scene of like the the prostitute and the Mm -hmm. pimp in uh in the stolen car yeah and like they're shooting it through the circular holes in the in the rear of the vehicle and like because of that it's so shadowy so these characters have like a, a weird amount of light on them yeah and it looks so good in contrast yeah, yeah, it does. Like, I, I love the cinematography of this movie. I think this movie looks phenomenal. Um, I I gotta give a shout out. I'm doing it early, but the scene where Death by the White Lie uh, by the White Lies plays, where it's like they're in her like little apartment in that disco ball spinning. Yeah, that scene is just like film perfection. Yeah, to me. I love that scene too. I, I adore that scene, and it's it's like a five minute long scene they play that song essentially in its entirety and it's not a short song yeah um and it's amazing how simple it is and yet how effective like like because there's a there's a tension there 
Yeah, um, you're not really sure what these two are doing. Yeah. Like you're, you're unaware. Like, when when she decides to take him back to her apartment, you're kind of wondering, is she going to, like, kill yeah. him? Or, like, is this a romance? And yeah. watching him walk up to the disco ball, twist it, and slowly turn to her and uh-huh. as she turns around. Yeah, that scene was really good. Yeah. No, I, I adore that sequence. Um, I think, like, it's... It's the scene of the movie. Oh, for <laughs> like, sure. Like, like, for I, sure. I love the entirety of the movie, but like that scene is like just one of those. It's a that scene moment. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like like even if you haven't seen the movie, that scene is cool. <laughs> I yeah, I feel like even if you don't like the movie, you would like that scene. Like yeah. that's just like not only is it a pivotal portion of the film, mm-hmm. it's just badass. Yeah, yeah. Like, just, like those lights done. shining throughout the room in this black and white just looks so good. Yeah, it looks really damn cool. I think that that's the thing where it, like, sort of captures, like, the essence of the movie right there in that sequence. Yeah. Of, like, it's visually cool. It's got some roots in, like, pop culture. It It's romantic. It's a little intense with, like, the kind of... Cause, you know, it's not the the Twilight bullshit. You know, of, of well, like, yeah, like 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 this one kind of she's fucked some people up already. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like like this one is kind of not a like oh like will they or will they not fall in love? It's like is she into him or is he gonna die? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that's kind of the the thing that the movie presents. And um, like and like they play it up too in that scene where she's like you know he's yeah. bending back his neck and yeah. she's kind of looking at it and you're like. Yeah. Fuck me, man! Like, is is yeah. this gonna happen or not? What's going oh, yeah. on here? It's uh, yeah, it's such a great sequence. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I love that scene. I also skateboarding vampire is like also one of the coolest images. Yeah, I ever really to kick me. ass. Yeah, I, I love like that her headpiece is sort of used as a classic vampire cape. Yeah, um, I, I think that that's the thing about this movie to me. Like when I say it's like one of like the coolest movies ever to me in terms of like just aesthetics. Like just I, I think that every character has their distinct costume. Like every character has their their look. Where I, I feel like this movie just transports you into this this world that just bleeds cool i don't yeah, know yeah it's it's definitely a vibe like these yeah. these characters are even like in the piercing scene too mm-hmm. like the watching her get her ears pierced just yeah. makes you feel badass like mm-hmm. i i know that i know that like the director and writer said said something along the lines of like she's obviously an anti-hero and she wanted to make a film yeah about making a woman who makes men afraid of them right like, yeah I, I know a lot of people call this like a feminist film but like it's pretty badass yeah. watching a vampire yeah, just, just go cool. and shred some dudes that are assholes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, like, yeah, these guys that she she kills, like, they had it coming. Like, like yeah. they, they, they deserved it. I mean, like, the, the homeless man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't really say much about, but other than that, I think everyone else had it coming. Yeah, he was more just, yeah, he was... Just she in had the wrong to, she place had to at the fix, wrong time. She had to fill up that night. Uh, yeah, but but the other men definitely, yeah, definitely like, had a are, are yeah, they're assholes. Um, the uh, the pimp, who I think is a hilarious character, he was so funny. Um, his tattoo that he has on his forehead, he's got this huge tattoo across his head um, that's like Persian, I believe, uh, and it, it literally just means pimp. <laughs> like, like the tattoo that he has I mean, across his face I mean, is pimp on his chest he had sex oh i know you know what i mean it's like yeah 
Okay. Yeah, it was it was really funny. I so watched this movie with my wife, and I was telling her about because she didn't watch Chappie with me. But I'm okay. like, this character was like the protagonist of that damn movie, and then yeah. come to find out, his look and his whole persona was inspired by Ninja. But really? Yeah. That's that's hilarious because that's the entire thing I thought the in- yeah. Like, it's like every uh, time that they showed him, I was like, this man looks like Ninja. Yeah. His whole like look and like just kind of general demeanor was just inspired like, by Ninja. Just like shitty tattoos. Yeah. Insanely skinny guy and like shaved sides of his head. Yeah. And then just just seems like a like, major tool. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, like like I just love when she goes back to his apartment and he's like just lifting weights in front of her dude that entire sequence is just pretty funny yeah he just he just walks in counts his money uh-huh sorts like, line after line of coke and then goes and turns the music up and starts pumping iron he's trying so hard to look cool yeah like he wants to show off all of his shit like look at my drugs look at my money Look at my muscles. And she just stands there in the corner just looking at him the whole time. And I mean, like, that that sequence alone is, like, so funny watching him, watching him watch her pop out her fangs. Yeah. And then he still puts his finger. <laughs> yeah, because he's still he's like, like, oh, well, I'm, I can, I'm in for anything. Yeah, I'm down for it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's great. I, uh, I think that sequence is fantastic. Um, you know, I, I think just, in general, I like Arash. I think he's he's designed to just be a cool leading man. Yeah, but like that's his character. Like the girl is definitely sort of like our our true hero of this story, despite Arash being kind of our protagonist. Like it's kind of a dual role, but I, I think that Arash is the one that we really follow the most. The most out of both of them. Um, and I like Arash. He he's definitely just there to be this cool guy. Who's quiet? He's sort of a, a driver from drive kind of character. Yeah, a little he, bit. he takes a lot of L's in this movie. Like a yeah. lot of people kind of screw kinda him walk over. Over him, yeah. He gets convinced to take ecstasy for a girl that he likes, and then she like turns already has a boyfriend. Or, yeah, yeah, just walks away. Yeah, like, that was doing our ass, and he's just like, oh well, fuck. <laughs> in that scene, uh, in that scene, uh, an interesting thing I read was that the uh, the skeleton girl, yeah, is the, the director. director. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, she she was there. The other times that we see the director in the movie is the girl skateboarding. Yeah, um, yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, I did read that. Yeah, she's like an avid skateboarder, so like that's why she, she was kind of the stunt double for the skateboarding scenes. Yeah, like, that's cool. You know, when it was like either from behind or at a distance, they had her because they actually do look pretty similar. Like, like looking at like the director and, and the lead actress, they they definitely like like have a pretty similar look. So. I think especially if it was shart, uh, uh, shot, not shorts, <laughs> shot from far away, the shot from far away and, uh, in, in black and white, like, yeah, yeah you're so not you're not going to notice that sort of like skateboarding stunt double, but either way, I think it's cool. Cause it's just kind of secret director cameos. Even yeah. More yeah. So. I, I always love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm really curious about the director's other works. I haven't watched them. She just released her third film this year, like, a week ago. Yeah, um, I saw that she hasn't really been, like, the director of her film since, right? She's just been, like, the writer. Yeah, so she had a movie called The Bad Batch, which got very mixed reception. Um, it was, like, this sort of cannibal western sci-fi movie. Okay. Definitely had a bigger budget. Jim Carrey and Keanu Reeves were in it. Jason Momoa. So more recognizable names were in the movie. 
like no one knows about the movie. <laughs> um, like okay. I, I think like people just seem to be kind of mixed on it. I, uh, I it's one that I'm down to check out just because like I I do love you, this movie. Yeah. I, I I've been a huge fan of this movie since 2014. Like which kind of baffled me as I'm watching. I'm like oh, I can't believe this movie's almost 10 years old. Like that. Yeah, that is kind of wild. Yeah, like boggles my brain a bit because I've. I've been a supporter of this movie for a while. It's, it's one that I will say, like as a, as a film lover, it can be hard with like movies like this, that, or it's like I love the hell out of it, and I don't know many people that I could really recommend this to that I think would get the same enjoyment. Yeah. Out of it. Even on like a, like not as high of a level as I do, but probably even your level, yeah. like, like just like like people that are still willing to be like, yeah, no, I dug that. That was cool. Because it's slow. It is a slow burn of a movie. It's a slow burn, and I, I think the main like criticism that I would I would see would probably be that like there's not a lot going on with dialogue, so no. you do have to infer a lot of what's yeah. happening. There is some like scenes that break up the monotony, mm-hmm. but it's a bleak movie. So like yeah, it's it's definitely dark. So like you you're pretty much in this you know in this vignette like this uh this dark vignette of this city for an hour 40 yeah and not a lot happens yeah but it is a really cool and interesting emotional story yeah under that all well and i think that's why i resonate with it i think the emotional like crux of the film and how much the movie is really just kind of carried by its emotions it 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 just sinks with me i don't know i think it's like a like a sound frequency it's just it's a, it's dialed into the right tune for me where like just i am i'm in it every time i watch it where i'm just like See, this is fucking great and i'm not saying that i like hated it because no, I, I, I actually yeah. re- i actually really liked it yeah i just wouldn't put it a like at, the next film i loved a lot more yeah kind of spoiler there but mm-hmm. this one to me was just an interesting vibe to experience yeah and an interesting movie to see filmed because like yeah I would. I didn't think I would ever see an Iranian spaghetti western. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very flick. unique. Like you're not really gonna see any other movie that feels yeah. like this. Um, yeah, because it's just so much its own thing. Yeah, and I, Iranian spaghetti western surrealist romantic horror. <laughs> like, and it and it like ends really well too. Oh, like, I love it, the ending. Like it has like th- that's another that's another exceptional thing that I would say about this movie is like. It knows how to stick the landing. Yeah, and it did it. Uh, it like did it the exact way I wanted it. Oh to. yeah, yeah. I just well, and it comes back around to the point you made about like how like there's little dialogue. Like the last bit of the movie, there's like not a single word said between the two characters. They're just like chilling in the car. It's all done by eyes, man. Yeah, and uh, you got great cat acting, just yep. staring straight at the camera. Yeah. I love that cat. That cat is beautiful. Dude. Oh, I know. That's like the cutest that's, cat that's ever. That's the cutest cat I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Bro. Like, yeah. every shot of that cat, I'm like, is this the most photogenic cat in the oh, world? What's going on yeah. here? Like, it, it's What's so damn on? cute. And it's got so many great shots. There's like it's, some shots of its eyes. It's just like sitting in the middle of the two of them in that scene in the end. And they're yeah. just, it's just like perfectly chilling. Yeah. And I'm like, out. all right, this is incredible. This it's is a just vibe. a great shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like the whole movie is a vibe and it's a vibe that i uh could watch over and over again i uh, i really do adore this movie um i love the music like the score yeah. and the soundtrack choices all of them like like all together i just think like it's the the music they they picked the right shit for me too there like i just was 
like like all right yep this is going on my spotify this you know like, like <laughs> let me add this let me add this yeah yeah no like i, I love the music choices that that cat is great i i lear- I, I read too that, like the cat like was not really even supposed to be in the movie at all really <laughs> yeah like they like supposed to kind of like pass by in the first scene but like as you mentioned it's like the most photogenic cat in yeah, the world it's a gorgeous cat so like and well and it just like was kind of well behaved and just seemed to be like this chill cat <laughs> and so it just became like a recurring character like it's like one it's like the third main character like it became that, like a pivotal moment in one of the scenes of the yeah. movie like yeah like that cat is consistently in the movie and when, was not supposed to be when when uh when our ashes dad gets yeah. brutally fucking murked by the girl uh-huh. like the eyes of the cat kind of mm-hmm. seem like you're foray into it like or yeah. at least like the way that the vampire girl knows that this is happening you know it's, yeah exactly it's kind of interesting yeah yeah well and it, it's kind of tapping into like some old school vampire lore with how they can kind of like possess or resonate with animals um it's kind of contradicting to the next film yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, they, like that's the thing with vampires. Like they've been around long enough that, like, like, like in, in pop culture and everything, that the rules are always changing. I mean, like, you know, yeah, I'll yeah, bring yeah. up Twilight again, but like in their world, they sparkle. You know, like yeah. it's just. I guess uh, like author, the rules to author, are, you're able to kind of. Yeah, they're just something where it's like we know that they they suck blood, and then from there you do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. With it. you know, like because there's like some that. Garlic matters somewhere it doesn't. Some, some that, that you have about. to ask to come in, some that you don't. Some that... Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like the, the rules are, are different, you know, like like it always kind of varies. But I uh, I know it is interesting how, like, yeah, the other movie, animals do not resonate yeah. with, with vampires. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I like the cat. I like that he wound up being a prominent character in the movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it's it's a movie that is very simple. Like, it really is not like overly complex. I think that like if you wanted to sit and kind of analyze it as a piece of art, you can. But I, I think that for me, like, and I do view it as a piece of art. But like, I I, I think that it's just it's just so damn cool. <laughs> like that's how yeah. I feel about it. Like just like the it's kind of cozy for me. Like, 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 like uh, you, I don't know if you'll agree with that at all, but like, I find it kind of a cozy movie. Like, like, just the overall feel of it is chill, and it's got some kind of intense vampire shit, but it's not like overly... yeah, it's not overboard at all. No, uh, it just feels like it, it just feels like a guy who's getting himself involved in something that he's not really sure of. Yeah. Like, in, in all facets of his life, mm-hmm. Arash is just, like, stumbling upon becoming a drug dealer. Yeah. Stumbling upon dating a vampire. Yep. Like, stumbling upon leaving the city. Yep. It's like, the dominoes knock over and he just moves with his life. Yeah. Um, none of this, yeah, none of this movie, like, plot-wise actually matters in, in the grand scheme of things. It just feels like a very good... Mm-hmm moment yeah well and like his story like if you remove the vampire it is just like kind of a classic coming of age story yeah down on his luck dude who's just trying to get by in life who's kind of weighed down by a deadbeat parent and then you know meets a girl she starts to 
you know, inspire him to, to do more, and they run away together. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like, that's his story. Her story is that she's a vampire that came to town <laughs> to take out some bad dudes. And, uh, and and then once, like, enough heat's getting on her, it's like, well, I gotta go, too. So. I guess I should dip as well, yeah. yeah. And uh, and this RS guy is pretty cool, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll hang out with him. He I'll, gave see, me some, I'll see how long this goes. He gave me some earrings. They're yeah. pretty. <laughs> yeah. And I love that scene. Like, I love the scene of him putting the earrings in. Even his, like, discussion with her about, like, everyone likes hamburgers. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Like, the movie is just this, like, super chill very aesthetically pleasing vibe to me that like that is it is I, a very chill movie yeah yeah no it uh yeah it, it just always sits well with me like every time i watch it i'm like yeah this movie's like a just like a like very octobery warm blanket <laughs> you know like, <laughs> like i i i love horror and, and this is like one of those examples of like kind of that sub genre facet of like art house art house but like also just yeah like i don't know it's chill it's just got a mood yeah, that i can is, really like a niche I, movie it is and it's i guess it fits my niche because it is just like like just so resonates with me when i watch it the uh the atmosphere is great um like again i think that sort of Twin Peaks Eraserhead mix kind of works because it's got that industrial nightmare world yeah. of Eraserhead, but then you get kind of the just the everyday lives of the townspeople from Twin Peaks kind of blended in intermingling. There. Um, like that's that's how I feel about it, and I adore Eraserhead and Twin Peaks. So why the hell wouldn't I adore this? Um, but but I also get your point too of just that like you know it's. If it's not like one hundred percent like clicking with you every time, you know. Yeah, and like, that and that's the thing is like I do leave this movie going that was exceptional. I'm glad that I watched it, but it just didn't hit all my buttons. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like the the out of the two movies, I just think that I like a good plot. I think that like yeah. as far as movies go, usually a vibe is not usually the only thing that carries through. Maybe last time when we watched Ben Wheatley's movie. Yeah, that did a little bit more for me to make me like, mm. oh, okay, this is intriguing. Yeah, but like this movie didn't do enough plot wise to have me as invested the entire movie. Yeah, I think like yeah, like aesthetics and style are such an interesting thing because like for me like if it's if I think it's like perfection like I do with this one, it doesn't need to have much of a narrative if I'm carried by like like interesting enough characters and just a fascinating world and it's not long it, it, you yeah know, it's an hour and 40 minutes like it's not like a it long doesn't movie. overstay its welcome exactly so it's like like the time when i'm spending in it where it's like to me like this is an example of like the style is the substance like 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 just this is a definitely an art house kind of movie and where... i and i can say that i can appreciate those types mm-hmm. of films like one of my favorite yeah. movies of all time is the lighthouse yeah and, like, for God's sake, you can't even hear the dialogue for, like, most of that movie if you're yeah. to see that in theaters. But, like, yeah, it, it's just, like, this one didn't capture the same, like, thing yeah. for me. Yeah, I get it. And uh, I, I like this more than The Lighthouse. Spoilers. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. I think uh, with that, we, do we want to do our ratings? Yeah, I'll do, yeah, you can go first. All right, yeah, this is a 10 out of 10. I knew you were going to yeah, give it no, a 10. I, I love this movie. I, I, I have loved it since 2014 and uh, the times I've seen it. It had been a few years, but I 
seen it a couple times now, like maybe three times at this point. Um, but every time I've come back to it, it's like, yeah, it's great. I adore it. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. for for this one, it was really difficult for me on where I wanted to lean. I almost gave it a six, but I'm I'm probably gonna lean to a seven because I yeah. I think it's a better movie than a six. Like, yeah, it it really does stand out for me as much as it didn't really like resonate with me exactly. Yeah, I can't say that it's not a good movie. Um, I like my only criticism really is just like sparse dialogue. Yeah, to make me kind of not bored at times, but just like wanting more out of these two characters because yeah. they're so cool. And I really like their romantic, like, like I like mm-hmm. their connection with one another, but then it just slows and, I, you know, you got to wait until it happens again. Some of those times would kind of kill me to watch. Yeah, I, I will say that, like, this is definitely a mood movie where, like, yeah. I think depending on the mood you're in, like, because there are plenty of times where, like, I would not be in the mood to watch this again just because, you know, I'm looking for something with more plot or more going on. Mm-hmm. But then again, though, with how much I love this, like, even if I was like, oh, I really want to watch, like, a high-octane action movie and wound up sitting down watching this, maybe it'd take me a few minutes, but then I'd get right back into it. This movie would, I don't know, I, I'd get that girl walks home alone at night high that i get watching this movie. Like, just, like, I sit back and it just, like, I don't know. It, it's just such a transportative movie to me. When I sit back and watch it, I, I just groove with it. I, I will say, like, I was very happy to see this movie for that disco scene and that disco scene alone. Oh, yeah, that scene's great. Like, that scene blew, my, like, blew me away for how long it went and for how visually cool it was. Yeah, it's a great scene. Like, that, yeah. that is, like, honestly an incredible piece of filmmaking right there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's part of that, like, high of this movie to me. Like, I feel like this movie just, like, I don't know. It just puts me in a in a nice headspace, which is kind of weird because we you talk yeah, about I, how it's. I mean, uh, it's kind of hard not to like an Iranian vampire that skateboards everywhere, though. Well, like yeah, it's that's it's a, it's a kitschy like thing. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm I'm leaning into the campy elements of it. Like she's not as like creepy as like a vampire should be, or you know yeah. what I mean? Like this is definitely trying to make it a little more fun in a way. I don't know. Yeah, this movie gives you a good mellow. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 just like when you fit into its groove and you're definitely like in the right setting, you know, like, yeah, maybe, you know, if you're like thinking like I'm ready to watch Top Gun Maverick, you know, like this isn't... <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be happy. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, then again, though, this is my shit. So, like, like you know, even if I was like, they'd go like, oh, yeah, sure, watch Top Gun Maverick, but then this was put on instead be like okay well yeah this isn't giving me my adrenaline rush but like i can sit back yeah. with this mood <laughs> I, can, I can chill with this too this is definitely like a an easy recommendation for people but like as well as a hard recommendation yeah because yeah i would love to tell people to watch this one but i feel like it's one you could get bored of or, or turn off or if you mm-hmm. don't lean heavily into it it's not going to be for you yeah like because even like people who say that they like horror movies it's not like an immediate yeah. like well oh you like horror watch this because it's it's not scary <laughs> like yeah. it's not a scary movie like i love the vampire aspect I, like it does have some gore but it's not like that intense it's, yeah. it's pretty minimal like really it's just it's a mood piece and if it's you know you, you know you know if you if you enjoy just kind of gloomy moody atmosphere and killer soundtracks it's an hour and 40 minutes of that, and I love it. 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> so.
So. Seven out of ten. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and with that, we're ready to move on to our, our next vampire film, our next international vampire flick. Yeah, I'm ready to talk about it. All right, let's do this. Let the Right One In is directed by Thomas Alfredson, and it uh, kind of just is the story of Oscar, a 12-year-old kid who is kind of creepy. Uh, he's being bullied by some kids, so he has some kind of... Did, like serial killer, serial killer in the tendencies. making tendencies, yeah. yeah he's, uh, he's plotting to stab somebody with a knife uh, mm-hmm. pretty early on. Yep. He befriends a girl outside of his home and uh, doesn't realize it at the time, but she's a vampire. Yeah. She's kind of taken care of by an older man who's supposed to supply her with blood, and he does a poor job at it the entire film. Yep. Um, until his death. Yeah, and uh, it's just kind of like a beautiful story of these like two befriending each other and you know kind of having a, a little bit of a relationship that's you can't really define whether or not it's romantic or or what it is until pretty much the end of the movie yeah yeah because it is sort of it's like primarily a friendship you know but there is sort of the, that kind of adolescent like sort of crush thing going on but you also have like with oscar too he's just he's lonely he's very lonely Um, so he's taking what he can get and even when she says or or if they ely says they're androgynous sort of says like like you know like if i wasn't a girl would you still (laughs) like me and he's like yeah sure yeah (laughs) like like, like, i'm up for whatever yeah like i just i don't care i just i need a friend he's like bro i'm 12 yeah i'm not really thinking about that right now i'm just thinking like Mm -hmm. hang out with me i'm just doing what they do yeah and and so like there's a bit of like sort of a early kind of young love kind of thing there but also it's just anchored by a friendship this is the best vampire movie ever made it's so incredible yeah yeah no no i i uh I didn't want to like spoil it. Oh like, my god! But no, no. This, this. I like this movie even more than that movie. This so, movie's incredible, honestly. Yeah, no. This movie is like out of every vampire film I've ever seen. Uh, it, it's it's the it's the best one. <laughs> like I, I think it's got incredible characters. Speaking of mood, the mood of this movie is great too. I uh, I really do love the cold atmosphere of Sweden in the winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um the uh sort of sincerity of how it treats oscar and even the bullies like like because like even the way that's treated like i like that they're still kids Like, like like i think that that's like a thing that that works for me where like let me in the american remake like the bullies seem a little more intensive and seem a little older than okay. the lead boy. While in this one, it's like, no, these kids are the same age. Like These are 12-year-olds. And, and you can see very clearly after Oscar finally, you know, stands up to him, you, you see the bully's brother. Mm-hmm. And you can realize now why he's yep. such an asshole because his brother is such an asshole to him that he just thinks that he needs to pick on others to feel good about himself. Yep. Yeah, his brother's so, a piece of shit. So, like, this movie humanizes a lot of people. Like, mm-hmm. you, you're, like, you feel so bad for this vampire uh, Ely. You feel uh-huh. so bad for them, but, like, yeah. at the same time you're, like, you fucking suck because you're, like, killing a bunch of people <laughs> that are cool. Like, yeah. 
Jock was pretty cool. He was a nice guy. Like he I was felt the ba- greatest thing that ever happened I, to his friend. I know. I felt so bad for Jock dying because he's just trying to help. He's <laughs> or, trying to help. You know, like everyone's like, yeah, Jock is like the greatest dude that ever lived. <laughs> like, like the the amount of turmoil. Like I get that. Like yeah, losing a friend, it's sad. But like that also was like one of the better moments of humor, where it's like the guy is like in a relationship. Yeah. And he's like, he was my everything. <laughs> it's like. What? what the fuck am I, dude? I don't know. What am I to you? He's like, now I have nothing. <laughs> and she's like, hey. <laughs> like, hold on a minute. But I, I also, I love their subplot because it it seems irrelevant to a certain yeah. degree until it's not. Yeah. Um, like, like, just sort of the way that you see, like, Ely's interactions and sort of the consequences of what she's doing out and about and sort of how it all comes to a head where it's like where is this plot line going um as you you watch these people and they're dealing with yeah like Jacques dying and it's like okay like who who are these people and you know you're following them and you get it you're waiting and waiting and waiting yeah and you see it come to a head with not only their interaction with Ely and Oscar with like the guy who breaks into the apartment but also with uh the girlfriend who gets bitten and turned into a vampire erupts into flames in the so hospital. So fucking cool, dude. That's a great show. Honestly, like this, this movie has some really cool cinematography. Yep. I know, like we've talked about, yeah, the the goat basically. Hoyt Van Hoytma. Yeah, he he honestly might be like the greatest cinematographer of our generation at uh, this point. Yeah, he's awesome. I I know, like I love Roger Deakins too, but like Hoyt Van Hoytma, like I feel like he just knows how to capture like. He knows how to make movies big. It's, the thing that he does so well for me, especially like with some of his newer fil- films, is like the way that he captures light. Like even yeah. in this movie, he talks about it. Interesting, like mm-hmm. the way that he diffused the light in a lot of these scenes to make them look kind of yeah more bland. I would mm-hmm. say, but not necessarily just more, just less mute, like more muted, right? Yeah. Um, I know that in like Nope, they yeah. did like an entire thing of making daytime night. Yeah. Um. But no, he he did a fantastic job. I I love the way that this movie opens though, like the yeah. uh, the killing of that guy mm-hmm. in the tree line, and yeah. then the dog coming up to them. Like that scene was so nerve wracking out oh, yeah. the gate. It's a great scene. Yeah, and you're just like, what am I getting myself into? Like this. Yeah, this is so interesting. Yeah, and watching this guy be a complete fuck up every time he tries. Yeah. to to extract blood. Um, what platform did you watch it on because like like there's like a thing i'll talk about with the the blu-ray I saw that. yeah i watched yeah. it on amazon prime okay yeah because like the blu-ray is really weird in that like if you bought it in a certain time frame it's there's, ass. there's multiple english subtitle options yeah. the right one is the theatrical subtitles but it's weird that there's more than one yeah um but yeah, like like I, I don't know. I think like the 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 perfect thing that I saw that kind of showed the difference was that like in the scene where he's got a boy in a locker room strung up, and like the friends are like knocking on the door like, "Hey, Matt! Like, come on! What are you doing?" And uh, in like the the shit subtitles that's not you know that we like came preset on the DVD, it was uh, like, "Hey, Matt! Time to go home." Well, in the theatrical subtitles, it's Hey Matt, you can jerk off at home. Um, ah, okay. So it was like, like kind of the same point being made, but one was more of like a comedic a jab. comedic joke. Yeah, and the other is just like, just get out of here. Hey, let's go home. Okay, <laughs> you know, and so yeah, like, like that was like something that I took note of. I'm like, okay, I'm definitely watching the right subtitles. 
Um, I also gotta say too, I hate when like you know my Blu-ray defaults to a dub. Dubs suck. Yeah, <laughs> they do say, suck. D- dubs are terrible. But yeah, outside of that though, it's not that hard to read something, man. Like it's truly not. Like the no, I know they're not teaching me astrophysics on the yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, this this movie it has great performances. Like the two kids are amazing. oh incredible together. Um. The two of them didn't really do much after this movie. I like. Tried yeah, to I tried to look like, up their stuff as well. I didn't see anything. Yeah, good. the uh, the actress that plays Ely, I like, was like wondering, like, yeah, like what is she doing now? And like, like a thing that I took note of, like her appearance. I feel like she was like perfect casting because she's like the right amount of like kind of just she's got a distinct look about her. Her eyes are pretty big, and they were like really strikingly blue. I also read that they like dubbed over her voice. I could see that, yeah. Because like, I, I think they wanted the, they wanted yeah. the vampire to be more like androgynous. Like you can't really tell what you're getting here in certain yeah. moments. So, and that's something that is explained in the novel. That that's kind of left out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get a visual shot of like, yeah, penis was cut off. Like, yeah. like that. Like, and it like was said in the, uh, yeah, like in the book that. It was like two hundred years ago, and Ely became a vampire. It was like was castrated, um, so like Ely is actually Ely. Um, yeah, like, like that's the sort of backstory that's not given in this movie, and I don't think it's necessary. But it gives you like just hints at like what the fuck was that? Like they, they also left out like I did read because like this is an adaptation that's mm-hmm. made directly from the novel writer himself yeah which is also something that can either go as well as this went mm-hmm. or terribly like bad yeah because sometimes a person who can write a, a book can't write a movie you know yeah. sometimes you can't yeah. transfer dialogue that way but like the the caretaker of Ely mm-hmm. was a pedophile they left yeah. that out of the yeah out of the movie which I don't think that that would have added anything. Yeah. In fact, I feel like you could kind of infer yeah. to a degree. Well, and that's also a difference with the remake. Is that the remake kind of twists it on its head a little bit and that the caretaker, who's played by Richard Jenkins in the remake, okay. um, was just a previous Oscar. Like, oh. like, like a boy that befriended her and then grew up and... Became was, really old. And and, then... Yeah, got old and was still like just a very close friend and was like willing to kill to keep her alive. Um, so that was kind of the spin that the remake tried to have on it. Okay. And like in the hint that the remake tries to do, cause like the ending with them on the train and you know, he's riding off with her, uh, you know, and, and tapping on the, the, yeah, box. the Morse code. I had to search what the Morse code was. What was it? I, 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 I think I've looked it up before, but it's it, been a minute. It says, so Ely says kiss mm. and then he responds small kiss. Okay. Which I thought was, like, a good touch. Yeah. Yeah, because that's... Yeah, I remember looking that up in the past, but it's been a a long time. Um, But, yeah, yeah, so, like, that same kind of ending is there in the original, but, like, uh, in the remake, I mean. But the remake's kind of also implying, like, he's going to become the new caretaker. Okay. Um, And and it's not necessarily what the implication is at the end of this movie. Yeah, yeah. This movie is that they're eloping together. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, no, I think the the remake definitely has a lot more Hollywood gloss to it. Um, it was directed by Matt Reeves. Yeah, I saw um, that. I also didn't like that they changed the name to Let Me In because yeah. they said it was like 
more of a right, like more of a correct name in their head. Like shortening, mm. shortening it makes it look better. Yeah. Which, like in my head, let the right one in is just a more apt title for what this film is trying to do. It's a more poetic title. Yeah. Where like, because like, I I think the point of this movie and. Uh, I've mentioned Mark Kermode, the film critic, before, and and I saw his like review where he talked about the remake, and he really hated the remake. I think the remake is is a good movie, um, but like if you've seen the original, it doesn't it, hold a candle to it or something. Like it, it's a movie where if you've never seen the original, it's great, but if you've seen the original, it's like well, it's still well done, but it doesn't hold a candle to you know. So it's like I still think it's a good movie, um, but. It, it's it's not this it, yeah it's like just watch the original but one thing he said that that's kind of different between the two is that let me in which definitely has a higher budget but like let me in is a vampire movie first with themes of adolescence in the background and this is kind of the inverse yeah where like it's a movie about adolescence that with a vampire <laughs> that features a vampire yeah. yeah um because it is this story of a young boy who is really lonely and just dealing with adolescent loneliness. Um, his sort of like, yeah, like you can kind of see like little kind of almost early serial killer kind of tendencies. No, but... he's definitely a creepy kid. Like, yeah, it, it, it's hard for you to become attached to him until you realize like how shitty his life is. It sucks. It, his yeah. life absolutely sucks. So you kind mm-hmm. of understand to a degree how he is turned out the way that he is. Yeah. Well, and that's where, like, the, the, the relationship he has with Ely is so damn charming because it's just, it's two outcasts who become friends. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, like, and there is sort of this sort of budding young romance, but, you know, I, I love the, the line that, like, I think the most famous line from the movie is, I'm 12, but I've been 12 for a long time. Yeah. Like, like I, I love that, that line. I, I think the movie is, like genuinely sweet but also haunting <laughs> it's dark it's funny mm-hmm. it's sad like yeah. it's so many things like the beginning scene again just i wanted to bring this up it made me laugh so hard when the guy's like what's that and he's like oh it's halothane like it would it would have me laughing to mm-hmm. being like really sad to also being like creeped out about yeah. this fucking kid just like sitting there with the knife in his hand like yeah yeah it's just the 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 atmosphere of it is is cold um you you want to see good things happen for oscar you can because you can kind of see where bad things could happen for him too um you do root for him when like he does get an opportunity to kind of stand his ground like yeah you're like ready for him to beat that kid over the head with that stick that he pulls up at the like the um like the ice um with that, where they go yeah they go ice skating at that frozen lake and like, just he picks whips up a stick. the shit out of his ear that fucking scene is so cool yeah it's a great scene i love their gym teacher yeah <laughs> i think he's hilarious i um i just love a lot of the visuals in mm-hmm. this movie like I, I i know that we've gone a while without like talking yeah. about major plot points but like the visuals for this movie alone like you mentioned the fire earlier when yeah. she goes up in flames like that's sick but like for a movie made in 2008 with this mm-hmm. budget, that cat scene yeah. looked really good. Yeah. Like, I'm not just saying that for, like, 2008 centers. Like, it, it was a surprisingly good scene. Yeah, that scene's well done. Um, and another scene that's kind of, like, fits that mold of, like, 
it's funky. Like it, it's kind of funny, but also kind of like off-putting. You know, just yeah, yeah, these yeah. Cats freaking out. Um, She's like kicking the shit out of him. Like yeah, like it's just such an odd, but like fitting scene. Like the the scene works for me. I, I know it doesn't work for everyone, but like the yeah, scene I, works for I, me. I loved it. Um, yeah, yeah, and like just in general like that, that whole like kind of subplot is just kind of funny and, and interesting to follow the dude with all of his cats the dude with know, all the fucking cats dude who witnesses Jacques, Jacques get killed um, one difference too between this film and the remake is how they treat like um, Ely when she's like hungry um, they like put her in full on like like they give her like a CGI monster face in the remake like, they make her, like, look, like, almost like a werewolf. Like, they give her, like, full monster face. Because I know her face does, does change in this movie, but, but it's, it's, like, small. It's subtle, and it's not, like, monster makeup, but it's, like, a change in actress. You know, it's, like, yeah. like it'll just be, like, a change. And, it, and it's actually... It's like bone structure. <laughs> yeah, like, it's more off-putting seeing that. Like, like where yeah. it's, like, when, like, she goes to, like, lick up, uh, like, Oscar's blood off the ground and he tries to make a blood pact with her. Um, and it's, like, suddenly, like... A, a much older woman on the ground yeah and it's like that's freakier than her having a a cgi monster face um and uh, i really like how that's handled the image of of like when he's like well, what happens if i don't invite you oh in? my god dude that scene's so cool oh that's great yeah it, it's it's a fantastic scene I, uh, just like blood splattering out of her eyes, her ears, ears yeah. her head. It's so cool. Yeah, like that. That scene is great. It's such an it, like that's like. So like I said, the most iconic line was like I've been twelve for a long time. The most iconic image is her face just with blood dripping down. Yeah. It. Um, like that. That image is just so iconic to this film. I. Uh, yeah, I, I think this movie is just like like what more can you want from a vampire film to me is sort of how I feel yeah. about it where like because I think vampires are interesting in that like you can have really deep character based stuff with them that you can't with maybe some other sort of horror monsters um, and I l just love what's done with it here it's like it leans heavily into the trope of vampires but like you said earlier like it doesn't feel like just directly a vampire no. movie that I'm watching. Like, I'm watching something that has a lot more heart to it. And, like, dude, you feel so bad for Oscar. Oh, like, yeah. Every, every point of this movie, I was feeling bad for him. Number one, the man has, like, the worst haircut I've ever seen. Yeah, that haircut sucks. Like, it's the, bad. It was hard to look at his face sometimes. I'm like, bro, you got to cut these bangs off. I don't know. Maybe a bowl cut would look better than what you got going on right now. Like, it's it's not good. Well, yeah, like, like his haircut was, like, he has bangs, and also, like, his ears have bangs. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a bad cut. Like, it, yeah. there's a reason the kid gets bullied. Okay, but... <laughs> like I did feel I did feel really bad for him it seems mm -hmm. like his mom is maybe like always working and even if just she isn't around. working she's just like trying to have him do things she wants to do and not really caring yeah his dad seems like maybe the character you're gonna like the most and then his dad hangs out with his friend and like ignores the shit out of his kid this is just kind of aloof yeah like... which leads to Oscar kind of leaving and, mm -hmm. and, and leading to more problems but it's like Oscar has nobody but Ely, so it makes yeah. sense that he became so attached to her so quickly. Yep. And like Ely has nobody either. Like yeah. once once her caretaker was dead, she has nobody. Yeah. And while the movie doesn't specify 
explicitly that he was just a pedophile. Yeah. Um, it it still like like you said it can be inferred like yeah like like, like, like this guy's got problems because like I think that even like yeah you know, with the original novel that like he was a pedophile and she was sort of like well like you know I'm, I look like a kid I look like a kid and like if you do these things for me I don't know maybe I can give you something yeah <laughs> um and like you know and that's like something that like was left out of the movie but you can still kind of infer also that like yeah he's probably a Kind of a like obviously a creepy. Yeah, like people. I don't, I don't infer that he's directly a pedophile, but yeah. I do infer that he's super creepy. That he's super creepy. And the other thing that I can take from it is that she doesn't respect him. Oh, at all. Because that's the other thing that like let me in makes it clear that like because you get the kind of other slant that, like he was like a previous, he was like an Oscar a previous from a Oscar, different time. Yeah, yeah like like because like. In, in Let Me In, it's like they have sort of like a, a tender moment before she like... Kills him or... Yeah, like, like I think what they kind of do is they kind of... Uh, yeah, like before like like he dies, it's sort of like they share that little like, like kind of moment together. While in uh, in this one, it was like, like no, nah, you just you fuck her. That, yeah, <laughs> like, like uh, hey, hey, bro, you kind of fucked up, so, yeah, so uh, like, I'm going to suck your blood and drop you off of this windowsill uh, here. Suck your blood and kill you. Yeah, <laughs> like that's... That's the thing. Like, you can just tell that, like, she doesn't respect him. And, uh, and so, like, even when she had her caretaker, she didn't give a shit about him. That's also <laughs> another thing that I, like, I mentioned that this movie's funny, but it's, like, the scene with him trying to collect blood every uh-huh. time would get me laughing. Yeah. Because he, like, in the opening scene, you think that, oh, he looks like he's got his shit together. You've seen him rinse off the, the blood, you know. He's got storage. his box. You're thinking, oh, he's he's got his shit down. And he does. He's cutting the guy up. He's bleeding him out. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves the shit because a, a dog comes up to him, which, reasonable, but he just leaves everything there, basically, other than yeah. some of his tools. And then he's like, okay, I got to go do this again so she doesn't feed anymore. Mm-hmm. And he basically ruins it again. Yeah. Like, like, he's terrible at his job. Yeah. You're surprised how he got this far. Oh, exactly. Yeah, he's he's so incompetent. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, he's also really creepy. So, like, yeah. his scenes are tense. Like, like, like yeah. you are tense during those scenes, even when it is funny. Even when he, you know, like, like, so you have the tense scene of, like, yeah, him stringing that guy up. And it's such a moody, you know, the, the red blood and all the white all snow the white hanging snow, upside so down the tree. And he just got this dog barking at him. He's like, this all white dog. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that's, it's funny, like like yeah. it's darkly funny, but it is funny. Um, and, and just yeah, like this guy being a total screw up. She doesn't give a shit about him, and she only had him there because it's like, hey, like if I can be a little more inconspicuous, and you're able to provide blood for me, yeah. that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's terrible at it. Um, but yeah, like her and, and Oscar have a really great relationship. I. Uh, I think the Ru- Rubik's Cube scene's great. There's you know. a there's one thing I wanted to mention about the Rubik's Cube scene mm-hmm. that just kind of like it, it was like a passing thing. It's not like I'm actually mad that they said it, okay. but I did think it was funny as somebody who could solve a Rubik's Cube. She was like, "You start at the corners," and mm-hmm. I was like, "Nah, you don't start at the That's corners, funny. my guy." <laughs> like, it's just it was really funny seeing her just basically go, "Oh, how do you do this puzzle?" And mm-hmm. then she comes back the next day with the puzzle done. It's like, yeah. bro, she knew how to do the puzzle. Yeah. Like she's, she's been here for hundreds of years. She knows yeah, how to do the yeah. puzzle. She's experienced a Rubik's Cube. I did love when, like, he's like, do you have any money? Yeah. Because, like, 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 the apartment's, like, just kind of, like, empty. And she's like, you see that, like, egg over there? It's like, you know, you buy, like, a... Like a nuclear reactor, basically, yeah, yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah, you buy a nuclear reactor. 
like, like what? <laughs> yeah, and she's like, touch it, and she he touches it, and it just like breaks all down. It's like a Fabergé egg. Yeah, and like all like this gold nugget in the middle of it. Yeah, with all these rings surrounding it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like just yeah, the way she has money, you're like, did you steal this? No, no, people <laughs> like, gave it to me. Yeah, it's like who, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Like she's she kills people. She's a vampire, so. This is also similar, so, like, I compared the two movies, obviously, that's the the name of that game here, but, like, mm-hmm. the way that these characters talk to each other is very limited as well, like, yeah. they don't have a huge amount of dialogue between mm-hmm. one another, and that's similar to the previous movie, it's, like, the way the vampires communicate with their, their mates, apparently, mm-hmm. is uh, pretty limited in that degree, they're, yeah. they're soft-spoken just individuals. Not much dialogue, yeah. just, yeah. Do a lot with their fangs, not a lot of... <laughs> yeah, work. yeah, moody facial expressions, yeah. and, yeah. No, I, uh, I really do adore this movie. We gotta talk about the ending. It, it's got the best, cli- like, one of yeah. the best climaxes ever. Um, I, I love the pool scene. Yeah, dude... I love the way that that was shot. Oh, like yeah. that, yeah. that might have been like what? Like we just saw a movie that I thought had like an excellent five minutes of mm-hmm. the disco ball, but like him sitting underwater with his head being pushed down uh-huh. as you watch this boy get like dragged through his the water, feet being, feet being dragged the water. through, it is so epic. And then the cutting of the hand, you're like, holy shit. Uh, it's like a head fall behind yeah. him and the arm drop into the water. That's such a good way of showing that. Like, yep. This movie also has a, a that scene moment in yeah. it, and this is that. Like, like that climax. It's like one of my favorite climaxes to any movie. Like, yeah. just, it, it's what a perfect way to conclude this film with like just this like... It's what you're hoping payoff. for. Oh, it's, yeah. You're sitting there watching him get... You know you're gonna you're gonna get your eyes stabbed out if you can't hold your breath underwater for three minutes, or mm-hmm. you know if you can, I'll only scrape you. And yeah, then you're just like, like so sadistic. Yeah, like, it's such a fucked up like Stephen King bully yeah. type thing. And uh, you know like, but you know you can see like yeah they're just they're cruel. We we've known this through the whole movie. They are very cruel. And so like yeah, it's already tense. And yeah, then Ely shows up and yeah. Just demolishes Fucks them. them all up, dude. Oh, it's it's great. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I I, I love that climactic. Yeah, sequence. that's a great sequence. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and the way it's shot too. Like you said, like I just I love the the camera in the water. So yeah, like, it, you don't see the carnage take place. It's easier. Let, listen, it's easier on a budget to do that uh-huh. scene, but also and it's, it's a more interesting like subject matter because mm-hmm. like. I'm kind of I'm kind of intrigued on what the hell just happened. Like she yeah. just fucked all these people up, and yeah. you know what I mean. It's like a, a room of secrecy there. I guess, yeah, you know? yeah. Well, and like you know, and I've seen like things like this where like you know I kind of agree with the sentiment of that. Like sometimes having a more limited budget like encourages more Better creative art. ideas. Yeah, where it's like because they didn't have every tool necessary, they couldn't just show her obliterating these kids. Yeah. Probably even for ratings reasons. I mean, like, I know that, like, they don't have the, like, MPAA, or now MPA, they've changed like, it, but, it, like, still, the rating system probably would be like, yeah, like, no, this is gonna be, like, or they did ban it, you know? Like, if you can't they show, show kids being brutally If cut they up. showed that, though, I don't think it would have resonated as well. No, no, Like, yeah. I think it would have ruined the climax for me if I'm yeah. just watching them all get killed by her. Like, yeah. seeing, seeing them try to, like speed her up and do these like visual cues would uh-huh. have made it just look 
kind of yeah. lame. Well, exactly. Like so it, it, it just looks so much better. It does adds to it adds to it so much. Yeah, and like the the sound, you're just you can only hear from what's yeah, in the, the water. Yeah, the sound too. of the water. Yeah. Yeah, like oh, it's it's so perfectly done. They uh, they, they did it so right. Like like budgetary constraint or not it's like it's just that's how you needed to do that scene. yeah like to make that scene like resonant like you said like because it just would look a lot goofier if you yeah did I, it's, it would way. it would have felt like it would have felt like a big blockbuster you know what i mean yeah when this is like this was art that i'm watching here like oh yeah like it, as you said like best vampire movie mm-hmm. like this is the best vampire it's movie awesome. i've ever seen there's not yeah there's not anything that I can think of that would be like, you know, hold the cancer. I know a lot of people like Nosferatu. I haven't seen either of the adaptations of Nosferatu, okay. so I yeah. can't really speak on that. But so, I know that those are sentimental to people. Yeah, as well. like I with Nosferatu. I mean, the, the original I respect it, but like it's it's an old ass movie. The '70s remake I think is the best Dracula movie. Okay, but I don't think it's the best vampire movie. <laughs> Because um, William Def- Willem Dafoe is in it, or, no, or is he in? No, he's in. There was a there was a movie called Shadow of, the vampire, Shadow of the Vampire, which is sort of like a satire on the making of Nosferatu. Okay. It's about like the director hiring Max Schreck, who is the name of the actor who played the vampire. Oh, and okay. the, the joke is, and he's played by Willem Dafoe, is that he's just a real vampire. Okay, it's so, like that's like what Shadow of the Vampire is about. But like Nosferatu um, is literally just like the original one was a like illegal version of dracula it was an illegal adaptation of dracula and they changed a couple character names to To try to pass it off okay and then the the remake they like just kept all the original dracula names so like he is just count dracula in in the remake but like the the 70s nosferatu Werner herzog movie is awesome i love it um but I still think Let the Right One is a better movie. Like, like okay. I, I think like Let the Right One in to me is like a, a better movie. Um, I think it is like the best vampire movie, best Dracula movie. I'll give it to Nosferatu. But Let the Right One in isn't about Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I uh, yeah, I love this movie. Ten out of ten. I'm just gonna drop it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give it a ten <laughs> out of ten too. Just because yeah. like there's nothing I can compare it to. Like mm-hmm. it's. It's in a league of its own. Oh yeah, yeah, and I was so blown away by what they were giving me. Like, yeah, yeah. No, these were these were both of these for me were like two ten out of ten movies that I love. They were both a vibe to, to watch again. So, like, like I think that Let the Right One In is the better of the two. Yeah, but I love both of them. I really both really of, love both of them are really them. good, and they're really yeah. interesting, unique ideas. Like, obviously, vampires are always going to have some tropey business to them, mm-hmm. but like. As far as interesting stories, mm-hmm. I think both of these knocked it out of the park. Like they're just yeah, they're both very unique. Great right. Halloween flicks, yeah. honestly. Like this one uh, specifically, let the right yeah. it, you could watch pretty much year round, but mm-hmm. like this one hits. Yeah, I think I could recommend like this one a lot easier to people than a girl walks home alone at night. Yeah, it's it's less artsy. Um, it's still moody. It still is a slow burn, but like the payoff of a girl walks home alone at night is just that like that aesthetic just still really hits. Like fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just got this feeling of like yeah, play that music, drive off into the night. That's cool. Um, well, this one it's like it's got a climactic punch. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. The, the climactic punch of this movie with that pool scene. 
Like you feel so you feel so happy for Oscar yeah. for finally figuring something out. Like yep. something's something's working out even if you don't know what he's going to do next cuz like well and he still could wind up like cuz like it's not like as heavily like kind of implied because like what the, like let me in tried to be like well there was another boy that Ely knew yeah. that grew up and then kind of became the caretaker while Ely clearly didn't give a shit about her caretaker and let the right one in. So like Will Oscar become her new caretaker? Who knows? Who knows? Like, like, like it, it's more ambiguous in this. While I feel like it's, well, it's not said in "Let Me In." Feels a little more implied just based on the past of, I, of the other character. I mean, they do kind of dabble in the fact that like Oscar himself, he wants to wants stab to people. kill people. Like <laughs> yeah. he does want to do so, so it kind of would work out. Yeah, that's the thing to like, their benefit. But at the same time, it's like fuck man it doesn't really say it flat out either way and even then like him wanting to kill him it's like uh, his bullies are terrible i mean like like, because like one of his scenes is like them just like holding him back while they whip him like his bullies suck you do wonder how much of that is just contributed just because of them but like he is storing clippings of these murders yeah like he's a weirdo he's a weird kid (laughs) Uh, he's an odd kid but yeah, it's like how much of it is just coming from like his intense bullying. How much of it is that he's like maybe got some like murder, of, murderous tendencies. Yeah. Either way, he runs away with Ely, and maybe he'll do some murders for her. Who knows? Yeah. But, but I, I like the sort of ambiguity. I think this movie benefits from its mysteries. Um, it's one of those where like it leaves you some cryptic things where like yeah, like it makes you want to certainly look up some answers if there are any in the book. But also if you don't get them. You're still just kind of fascinated by whoever these characters may be. Even if you didn't know the backstory in the book of the caretaker being a pedophile, it's still like, how did he get involved? Like, yeah. You still wonder that, and you still like you know, wonder, like, yeah, like kind of like where where did he come? I into mean, this? yeah, like I mean, like I found things out about this movie that I wouldn't have by Wikipedia searching. Yeah, but like if I'm gonna be honest, I pretty much Wikipedia search every movie I yeah, watch. It's yeah. not even like, do I need to know something about the movie? I just I kind of want to know something interesting, so, like, it might have added to it, Mm -hmm. um, but, like, I'm glad that they did it the way they did. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, because even, like, the ambiguity of, like, like, when, like, he, like, looks at Ely changing, and it's, like, like, what what was that image? Yeah. Um, And, uh, like, I mean, Ely just says, I'm not a girl. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's as far as it goes, and it's, like, well, what's the story behind whatever it was that like you just gave us a glimpse of that like felt like like you as an audience member just like oscar were like oh i shouldn't have seen that (laughs) yeah like like when it shows the mutilation you're like oh like oh like all right (laughs) i don't know so she definitely had something before something happened yeah um and it just kind of leaves it ambiguous what caused it when did that happen like the if it doesn't further plot, why do I explain it? Yeah, and it's yeah. Not, it didn't matter. Yeah, and and it comes back around to kind of the point too of that adolescent relationship of like the ambiguity of who knows what this says about Oscar as much as it's just that he's lonely. Like, like who you know who knows what it says about his his sexuality or you know anything. Yeah, like I, that. I, and like you can maybe make a case study to say that it might have something to do with that, but I, I think it's more just like it's my not, man is lonely as yeah, fuck. Like that's what it is. And he's willing to take whatever he can get. Like yeah, not like, not even like in a romantic sense. Yeah, it's just he's that, just he wants a friend, man. He wants yeah, somebody exactly. to talk to. He ain't got anybody and like Yeah. 
you know, in his head he thinks go and steady is the right thing to do because he sees her as a girl. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if it was a boy, I don't think that that would have been the case. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's just it's a perfect movie. I love this movie. It's a great um, movie. Yeah, double tens. Um, like I know I, the ten out of ten for Girl Walks Home Alone at Night for me too, but seven still a recommend from you. So yeah, like, these are some good vampire flicks. Definitely, a, definitely a good back to back one. Yeah, yeah, I think they're both like the right amount of kind of moody. Where like you know, I enjoy when we have episodes where we have some whiplash. Um, like you know, where it's yeah. like from one movie to the next, it's like oh, this is so different. But also like these movies like really are like a these are a great double feature. Good double feature together. Yeah, like, these ones really do just sit nicely together. Um, and with that, I don't know if you have any last minute things, but nope. we're ready to Let's get move into, into it. next episode recommendation. Yep, so for our next episode, we will be doing episode 30. Um, we like to shake things up every 10 episodes, like to have something different. So we're doing something pretty big for this. It's also going to be our last episode of October. So we wanted to do a big Halloween special. So for episode 30, Going full monster mash here. We're going to watch all eight of the classic Universal Monsters original movies. Uh, the Hunter, I'm going to send over to yeah. you because yeah. you've got the list. So we have Phantom of the Opera, Wolfman, Invisible Man, The Mummy, Dracula, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, and The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. <laughs> It, that's it that's why we're giving ourselves a, a three-week timetable to do so, so we can release this hopefully on the, the 28th of October. Yep, yep. So this will be three weeks out, like like Hunter just said. Um, some of these movies, like Phantom of the Opera, are like 100 years old. So like just in general, you know our podcast, if you've been listening, spoilers. But also these movies are super yeah, old. Yeah, it's like, pretty hard to spoil something that's yeah, this old. Yeah, you probably know the ending to a lot of these but if you don't want to be spoiled, you got three weeks, like we got three weeks to watch all yeah. of these if you haven't seen any of them. Um, instead of doing them in our traditional format, because that would take forever, we'll be doing our own personal rankings of each movie, giving our thoughts and opinions on them, going from our least favorites to our, our most favorite. Um, and it uh, should be good. I'm should be interesting. I'm big, uh, big monster mash. So Yeah. Yeah, and we'll... Uh, We'll see you all then. Bye. Bye.